Welcome to Getting to the Point with Redpoint Global, where leading marketers go to lead markets. Steve Sisk is the Senior Product Marketing Manager with Redpoint Global. He has more than 35 years of experience in software engineering and product marketing. Steve, thanks for being here. Thanks for having us today, Ken. Also joining us is Chris Tomes, Vice President of Engineering Data Management at Redpoint Global. He has over 20 years of experience helping customers address data-driven business problems. Chris, welcome. Thank you. It's great to be here. So let's kick off our discussion today with an overview of master data management. Steve, could you talk about what it means and why there's an urgency to have an MDM approach today? Sure, I'm happy to. The first point that I would make is that if we really want to understand what MDM is, we kind of need to take a look at what people are trying to accomplish, what the data challenges are, if you will, surrounding MDM. And the core of that is that and data has exploded over the past several years, and we've had just a tremendous growth in the number of different channels on which customers are trying to interact with their uh, preferred brands and a number of different ways of performing that interaction. And in that context, the amount of data about customers, about products, sites, about all of the different pieces that customers care about and that brands need to keep track of has exploded along with the data. And that means that MDM, which is about making all of that data normalized, regularized, and usable by business, has come to the fore. This is all in a context in which there is both data that we would consider to be master data, if you will, uh, information about the core of what a person is, uh, their name, their date of birth, all of the obvious kinds of information about people, but also uh, additional things like relationships between them and, and other people, addresses, multiple different devices, phone numbers, and a whole series of data that's not necessarily master data, but that you have to keep track of on behalf of those customers as well, like all the, what I would call the long tail, all of the information about their interactions, transactions, uh, social media posts, all kinds of different things that people are doing that make them a broad, deep, three-dimensional person. And MDM is trying to capture the surface of that information and solve problems for customers that can't be solved in any other way. Chris, would you like to add something to that? Yeah, the the thing that we're seeing with our, our customers is that they're trying to, at the end of the day, gather, uh, you know, build their brand. And, uh, you know, we've just seen let's just face it, we're in the middle of a pandemic or coming out of a pandemic. That's changed the habits and the behaviors of uh, customers out there. And companies are having to, to pivot very, very quickly in order to you know, build a better experience for their customers. And a lot of that comes down to 
what is it that how does my customer interact with 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 the brand how are they you know, where are we collecting data how does that data all fit together how can we stitch that data together to have a better holistic view of my customer in order to better treat them and to better uh, service them as part of um, the experience that we, we can offer to those customers. That makes sense, Chris. The last point that I would make about all of this is that the point of calling it master data and the point of creating master data is that we are trying to marry together all of the different things that you and I have been talking about, make sure that it's governed, that it's accurate, that we understand where the data came from, that it is an accurate representation of what our customers are and what our products are and so on, and then drive it out to the actual business users who need to be able to use it. So if I can reiterate, master data starts with an idea of these core entities, people, products, sites, and so on, fleshes them out with all the details that are needed for business purposes, moderates them, governs them, and then drives them out to the business users in a way that makes sure that both the data itself and the process of getting it to the user is fit for purpose. You talked a little bit about, you both talked a little bit about the different channels and sources of data, the different types of users. There's a lot to consider. So I'm curious, what are some of the challenges that might be holding companies back from implementing MDM? So one of them that I talked about a little bit, a little while ago was the data itself, um, the breadth depth complexity of data, which goes way beyond what we might have had 20 or 25 years ago. Uh, a couple of other things that I would add in that make master data management tricky are because of traditional ways of approaching master data from the point of view of, of an IT or uh, information department, we have tended to have these massive IT projects where we're trying to define every possible entity across the entire business for every possible business user for every possible system. And trying to start with that kind of a project makes it very difficult to um, get your feet wet and, and get an understanding of what's going on and pick business cases and actually make the data useful. And that picking business cases is the, the last point that I would bring up for MDM challenges. It's very easy to take a very inside out, pure, um, what is my, what is my enterprise trying to do with its systems approach to data? But that makes the data much less useful for the business people themselves. It's much better to try to pick business use cases. And that's something that really requires cooperation between the IT or development groups and the business users themselves to be able to understand what am I actually going to do with this data? How am I going to use it? And then well, how am I going to bring it home to the business users so that the business user can actually interact with customers and suppliers and anybody else who's concerned with the data itself. So Chris, would you like to add something on to what I've just said? 
Steve, I think you did a wonderful job of, of laying out the challenges. I just want to re- reiterate the fact that at the end of the day, master data management is as much driven by process as it is by technology. So organizations need to make sure that there is a consensus of what those entities are and how they're defined. So we talked about a person or a household or a product. I mean, we need to understand what what the rules are on how those, those entities are formed. Uh, we need to understand the rules in which data are processed. And, and those rules need to be agreed upon, not only between uh, the business and IT, but just across the entire organization in general. Without that consensus, you know, an implementation will ultimately lead to a failed experiment. We've talked a little bit about the. You both talked a little bit about the the meaning of managing data. I'm curious, what is Redpoint's definition of master data management? Then, Steve, could you talk a little bit about that? Sure, and I'm happy to. We look at master data management as producing a single reliable source of truth truth for customer data or product data or whatever the specific domain that's being addressed is, and then managing that process of producing an accurate version of a customer 360 or a product 360 with accurate lineage and versioning, which is the technology side, but also to Chris's point, particularly with accurate stewardship and workflow. And then we extend that in a couple of different ways. First of all, we believe that part of the process of building out a master is to build out what we call real-time aggregations, which is a collection of additional data that's needed for the same purposes as the, the original master data that was fed in by users. But it includes things like a calculation of lifetime value, or noting the last visit that the customer may have used to the website. And then making all of that information, the original data and the aggregations and calculations that we've done, available to business users and available to any business system that needs to inherit that single reliable source of truth. Now, Chris, you know, you you talked about some of the challenges of lacking that data-centric view and and how that plays out for the individual who's trying to solve these challenges. In addition to that, what would you say are some of the core capabilities that organizations should seek and why? I think really the, 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 the most important one is the ability to take those data and build a uh, an identity resolution process. So we talked about entities within the data, and when we talk about a, a you know a traditional MDM entity, we think a person or a household. But really, it can be any entity in the data. So it could be a product uh, for for an organization. But at the end of the day, we need to have a process that allows you to look across those disparate data sources and be able to, through a series of um, probabilistic or deterministic algorithms, be able to bring those data together and ultimately ID them in a way that links those those data together uh, across those disparate data sources. Uh, next, I think one of the more most important uh, MDM capabilities is the ability to provide a workflow-based data stewardship. So at the end of the day, we need to have business users be able to log into a, a, a system and review 
review matches that were made by the identity resolution process and ultimately determine if that match is, is, is good or, or bad. Now, this doesn't have to be for every match. It's just for those that, that fall within a defined gray area. Uh, again, that is, that is part of the process, right? What are the rules that say these, these matches need to be reviewed by a data steward? And then what are the rules for determining if they are or are not a match? So being able to expose those data, expose the decisions by the identity resolution process is extremely important and for the uh, business user to be able to make decisions uh, based on uh, research that they do or based on knowledge they have about uh, the data itself uh, is paramount to the success of a master data management process. I think the next uh, important process is change management. This is the ability to look at changes over time that have happened to the data. And that can be influenced by the fact that customers are transacting with the organization. Uh, they're providing new and uh, new details about themselves, whether that be contact details, it could be uh, social media, it could be demographics, it could be anything that's collected on uh, by the organization on behalf of the customer has influence in the master data management process. Being able to see that, uh, that, that change over time and, and the lineage of that data over time is crucial because that may be important information that a data steward needs to make in terms of the decisions that they are, they are being asked to make. You know, it seems as if, uh, you know, in the last couple of years, we've had uh, the introduction of the CCPA, the California Consumer Privacy Act, the, the GDPR, which is the Privacy Act within Europe. And, and I don't see that slowing down. I, I, would, I would suspect that um, the U.S. will see more and more states come on, come on board with their own privacy, privacy regulations. And that's just going to be more and more important as part of the master data management process. So it, Redpoint believes that compliance is, is crucial to being able to master your data, especially when it comes to the mastering of uh, individuals and households within uh, your organization. So being able to provide the ability to be, the right to be forgotten, the, the ability to erase uh, the customer from your data set is going to be important because it's going to be something that's going to be required by uh, by law. Uh, and you know that doesn't necessarily need mean they need to be physically deleted, but the the PII that's collected on them needs to be masked or uh, purged in a way that data cannot be traced back to them uh, going forward. So again, compliance is going to be uh, paramount in terms of master data management going forward. Uh, Steve shared a little bit about the fact that we have an aggregation and a calculation engine. So at the end of the day, what we can do is as data enter the master data management system and as data changes, we recognize those changes through our change management process and in real time recalculate the golden record. We recalculate any aggregations that are associated with that, calc uh, that golden record and uh, make that available to downstream systems. Uh, and then as, as Steve mentioned, you know, Making that data available downstream systems, we can do that a couple of ways. We've got uh, we've got a web service layer that is exposed that users can build their own integration. We've got a uh, PubSub model where we can publish those updates and allow uh, downstream systems to subscribe to those updates and 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 essentially get those updates in in real time or as fast as they would like uh, and make those changes to the downstream systems accordingly. 
So I think those are some of the core capabilities uh, that we offer. We offer uh, a, a lot more, but uh, these are the core capabilities that are important to our our, our customers. That's great. Um, digging on that a little bit further, Chris, I, I'm curious if you could talk about how the data gets into the system in the first place and how it's all integrated. Sure, sure. So there's there's a couple of ways. So I think if if we look at this 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 slide, one of the most important things is what is the velocity, um, what is the cadence of the data, and what's the format of the data. And at the end of the day, we allow our customers to provide data in any format and at any cadence, and we can ingest that data uh, as quick as you can send it to us. We will run that data through the appropriate process to hygiene to find the common entities across those data sets and then make those data available to data stewards to steward the data, to review uh, any of the uh, decisions made by the identity resolution process uh, that fall within the gray area we talked about. So how do we make that? So we have some native integration into our master data management application uh, through a web service layer. So we make it very easy for our users to inter interface with the, uh, with the application. Uh, we have a UI uh, that sits on top that data stewards, business users can log into and see the data and make decisions uh, through a workflow and you know, do the types of activities that are expected of the data stewards within a master data management. Uh, setting. Uh, and then finally, we have a whole web service layer, as I mentioned, and that's actually publicly available uh, once you have the application installed that allows you to integrate master data management into your uh, your enterprise. Right. I'm curious. There's a lot there. Is there anything else that's unique in particular to the Redpoint solution? Yeah, I think I think there's a couple of things that are that make us unique and one of the big ones is this the aggregation engine that we talked about you know oftentimes that's done in a in a very sort of batch manner and it's 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 done you know after a lot of data or all the data have been processed then we'll go you know we'll go back through and we'll recalculate the aggregations we'll uh, recalculate the golden record and we'll make that available maybe to a, a data warehouse where master data management sort of flips that, flips that uh, concept on its head is, is the fact that as data comes in, so as fast as the data is coming into the, the, the master data management system, we're recalculating data. That could be a golden record, that could be aggregates, and then we can make that data available to downstream systems, whether that be BI, whether that be marketing, finance, really doesn't matter. At the end of the day, we can publish and push that data to those downstream systems as fast as the data comes in. So really, we can get to real-time calculations of the aggregates and the golden record, which can then drive all kinds of different business value. The other one is the compliance. Uh, you know, that's, again, that's kind of been a recent uh, development uh, in the in the privacy world, and so you know, we were able to add that to our application, and so that can be a that can now be a part of the master data management process is to manage the privacy of your customers, uh, those who request to be forgotten. Uh, those those decisions can be made; they can be driven by workflow, and they can then be recorded and audited. Uh, and again, 
those decisions as a data steward or someone comes in and says, uh, this customer has requested to be forgotten. We've uh, honored their request. We can make those decisions of, of request to be forgotten sent downstream or upstream to systems so they also uh, honor their customer's request to be forgotten. So I think those are a couple of the uh, unique capabilities. Uh, I'd ask Steve if, if there's anything else that we should call out. I think you've done a great job with that. Thanks, Chris. The only thing I might add is that uh, all of this is done in the context of uh, system automation that's designed to support just what Chris was talking about, which is the ability to bring data in at any cadence, the ability to process it and make it ready, and the ability to drive it out to all of those systems and all of that designed to operate in the context of uh, automated processes and automated data pipes, if you will, and data technology in order to, to meet the cadence requirements for customer experience. That's great. All those, all of those are key business outcomes, the ability to make real-time business decisions and know that you're meeting compliance mandates. Um, those, those are great expectations to be able to meet. I'm curious, Steve, while we have you talking about this, are there ways to measure whether MDM is actually working? Uh, are, there, are there KPIs and ways to measure success? That's a really good question. And, and uh, we have to understand that both from the point of view of um, being able to, if you will, justify the MDM program because it's an investment. It's an investment in a change in process and in the way that people work, as well as a technology investment. And it also, because as we said, it's so integral to customer experience, it ends up being an investment that can be a sort of bet your business kind of investment in transforming customer experience. So in that context, there's a couple of different kinds of KPIs that people are going to care about. There's internal KPIs that are a measurement of the effectiveness and or the efficiency of the process itself. So how long does it take stewards to do their job? What percentage of the records need to be fixed? What's the overall measurable quality of the data flowing through the system? And all of those can be set up as metrics. Those are sort of the internal, how is my system operating metrics? The more interesting and important ones to my mind are more the external metrics of customer experience. And there's a bunch of different ways of measuring customer satisfaction and customer experience. That really depends in, in most cases on what kind of a business you are and, and how you're actually uh, collecting data on customer experience in the context of, of the customers themselves. So uh, you may be a business where loyalty is very important, say a, a quick serve restaurant, where the real measurement that you care about for customers might be um, repeat business, how much are customers returning and using that loyalty app to, to uh, do additional business in the restaurant. Or you might be a retailer where you're looking at things like uh, cross-sell or upsell of products. Or you might be a, a 
service provider or a, a telecoms provider where what you care about is churn. How often are the customers actually、uh, renewing their contracts and getting a new phone or a new、uh, internet service from their existing provider? So depending on the business, what we're expecting you to measure is core, high-value, customer-facing KPIs. But in that context, you probably have to sort of step back and say, again, just as I said early on about IT, I don't want to boil the ocean. I want to pick out some use cases that I think might be. Low-hanging fruit. My first use cases to be able to get this program underway, start making the process changes that Chris talked about, because those are going to be important too, and then establish a couple of、uh, be- before the program is in place. Establish a couple of KPIs around the outcomes that I'm looking for for customer experience, as well as、uh, a couple of KPIs for、uh, how well is the Process and the transformation itself performing. And and last note for that is that those kinds of KPIs are going to be different. Also, not just depending on what kind of a business you have, but on what kind of data it is that you're actually、um, handling in order to to make this master data process work. So most companies are looking at customer data. Some companies are also looking at many other kinds of domains. We have customers who、um, look at、uh, farmland as a domain that they have to care about and they have to measure. We have other companies that look at products or look at、uh, smart devices or IoT devices as、uh, things that have to be mastered and measured in order to be be able to come out with the right、uh, answers for. For their master data management program. Hey, Chris, would you like to add to that with additional use cases or definitions for what we're doing with MDM best practices? No, Steve, I think you did. I think you did a nice job. At the end of the day, the the, the other thing that master data management does create is a is a trust factor in the data for the organization itself,、uh, and being able to trust that data、uh, can lead to you know, efficiencies. Uh, as, as well as growth、uh, within their, their processes, so you know that that can be realized in, in growth of revenue. It can be realized in efficiencies in the marketing process and the finance process because it goes back to、uh, those rules and the, the consensus across the organization of how this is going to work. What are the what are the definitions of these entities? But once it's actually implemented and people see that it's working, the trust of that data goes a long way. That's great.、Uh, you know, you both talked about, you know, where where organizations get started.、You're, you talked about the low hanging fruit in terms of KPIs and use cases, the need to、um, trust the data. I'm curious, are there other ways that organizations typically get started with MDM? Are there steps that they should take in preparation? Steve, do you want to kick us off with that? Sure, I'm happy to. The the Core point that I would make here is that for most customers, understanding the depths of their customer data and making 
uh, a transformation of their customer data is a journey itself. It's a process. And there's several steps that they may be taking along that way that, that represents sort of different stages of customer maturity. Typically, we see customers who are simply trying to get their data itself sorted out, get all of the different pieces together for a single source of truth. And then maybe they're able to take a breath and say, okay, how can we now take that single source of truth and start to layer in uh, a better set of processes and a better set of compliance and so on. Um, another way is that we may have customers who have a very specific urgent need for one or more of the capabilities that we provide in master data management. A classic for that would be somebody who recognizes that they now are uh, required to meet a privacy or compliance mandate. And so they want to put a program in place to help with both the technology and process side of that compliance. How do I make sure that somebody who's asked for a change, we're actually honoring that change to their data? And how do I make sure that I'm recording that fact and making a record that shows that I did it on a particular date and that I met the needs that's auditable and verifiable in the future in case somebody should ask that. Um, the only other note I'd add for that is that most of those kinds of processes really are a collaborative effort between not just IT and the business, but also between other parts of the enterprise, like the legal group or compliance group, or a privacy, a chief privacy officer, if there is such an officer. So that's another route in, is to have uh, one of these specific requirements around uh, privacy or, and compliance or around better, more accurate handling of the data around feeding data back from a cleansed and managed system to all of the other systems of record that care about it. And all of those kinds of point use cases are really good initial use cases for uh, somebody to build out an MDM system. So Steve, before we wrap up our discussion today, I'm curious, how does Redpoint start the MDM conversation with customers and prospects? Where do you start in terms of assessing requirements and use cases? Well, typically, we have a services group that has customer success people who are responsible for the success of our customers. And in a similar vein, we also have a number of partners who work with us and with our customers doing similar kinds of things. Some of those partners are, are the classic big partners you've heard of that, that make a business of doing strategic assessment, but there's also specific smaller partners that have a really deep understanding of things like CCPA and, and GDPR. So usually what will happen is we'll be in, we or our partner will be in a conversation with a customer about data. And one of these use cases or needs will come up. A customer will be saying, I'm trying to figure out how I get from basically being able to say, uh, I will honor your data request or GDPR to doing it. And I don't quite know how to do that. Or they'll be saying, 
I've now understand how I'm going to get good data, but how do I fit in the data with the processes that I care about, and how do I make sure that I'm accurately understanding the customer? So that that usually starts with that kind of a process question where the customer is in conversation with somebody they trust us. Or one of our、uh, services people, or one of our services partners, and、uh, the conversation is about something else. It's about the actual need that we think they might be able to satisfy with MDM, and we can then bring up. Have you considered MDM? Would you like to talk to us about how MDM might meet that need? Usually, it doesn't come directly out of somebody saying, "I got to get me some of that MDM," because of the old reputation for boil the ocean big IT projects that MDM had. But one source where it does come from directly from people saying, "I I think I may need MDM," is a recognition that with with webinars like this one that we're in right now, and also with a lot of conferences that that. Some of the the analysts are having.、Um, people are seeing that MDM is not the big boily ocean. Does not have to be the big boily ocean kind of a project. It can be an agile transformational project that helps people get better results out of customer experience. That's great. I, I love that analogy. You don't have to boil the ocean to get going with MDM. Thank you both. Steve and Chris for a very thoughtful discussion and for sharing your insights into master data management. Thank you for joining us. We look forward to connecting with you again for the next episode of Getting to the Point with Redpoint Global, where leading marketers go to lead markets.